If you found out you were going to die today, what would you do differently? The real answer is what many of us can't answer, right? Is nothing. You should be living your life the way you want every day. Uh, we've all had cancer touch our lives. Many have a tough time sharing how it's encompassed our life. But I started listening to uh, a podcast, a, a mini series podcast titled Dying for Sex, a Wondery podcast with host Nikki Boyer. And it's a six part mini series. And aside from the title, Dying for Sex, it's really a podcast about living. And it revolves around dying, of course, but uh, it revolves around uh, the friend of Nikki, Molly. And, uh, you know, you look at the uh, podcast recap and it talks about uh, Molly being diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and she decides to do something bold. She leaves an unhappy marriage, embarks on a series of sexual adventures to feel alive. And over the course of the six part miniseries, Molly shares the details of her hilarious escapades in a story about friendship, death and what to do with the time you have. Joining us in the break room today on Chewing the Fat is Nikki Boyer herself. Nikki, welcome to Chewing the Fat. How in the world are you? Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm great. And I'm just so grateful that you brought me on the show. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. I I, I listened to uh I listened to the entire miniseries. Oh, uh, thank and, you. and I, I know that we're in a world of uh, social distancing and yes. uh, the uh <laughs> the invisible enemy. So if uh you know when people are done listening to Chewing the Fat, they definitely need to be listening to Dying for Sex. Uh Absolutely Thank you for saying true. that. Yes. I mean, look, this, this, these time, desperate times call for desperate measures. So definitely stay inside. Uh, keep yourselves away from, you know, it's a great way to avoid the weirdos, first of all. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've been trying to do this my whole life. I've been preparing for this my whole life of avoiding weird people. Um, but yes, if you're up for, you know, while you're, while you're doing things around the house or you're cleaning or making your seventh meal for the kids like I was, uh, just go ahead and, and take a listen. It's six episodes. And I think it's a really beautiful journey. It's not just about sex. Obviously, if you're going to listen out loud. I would do it not in front of children. The first three episodes are a little uh, gratuitous and, yeah, and, and sexual, right? But yeah, well, go for break it. Break down the episodes. You know, let's talk, uh, you know, I usually when I talk to, uh, uh, you know, when we talk to authors uh, in the break room, I kind of, you know, go through the chapters. So let's, uh, let's do that with, uh, with the mini series of Dying for Sex. Episode oh, one that. is episode, I uh, just give me the first uh, your your favorite part of each episode uh, when I when I tell you you know we, the title of the episode so episode one is titled happy ending favorite part yes. <laughs> um, I have to say uh, favorite part and this is the just the it's kind of the beginnings right it's where we launch off and, and Molly goes into what it was really like to be super super sick stage four breast cancer navigating. Uh, just being so ill some days, we're on the ground, sick, not able to move her body. And when she decides to have an in-home massage come to soothe some of her ailments, she gets way more than she bargained for. And that uh, <laughs> that is kind of fun. And, 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 and just knowing this going into this, she was very much okay with it. You know, she was very open to the experience. Um, for those that are like, wait a minute, what's oh going on gosh. here? Right? Have, you, must, have, oh, have you had yes, feedback on that? Of course we get feedback. Oh, of course everybody has no. an opinion, right? Here, um, let me answer but, Let me let me answer some of those for you just a second. I want to answer yeah. those people that have given you feedback <laughs> on the happy ending from the yeah, massage. Go for it. Shut up. <laughs> 
exactly right. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Molly's experience, Molly's journey, um, obviously in, in the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the world that we're living in now with their sexual assault and rape and like the yeah. Me Too movement, I am 100% on board. But this was Molly's story. This was her experience. It was not that for her. So let's focus our energy on uh, I'm not trying to thread a needle that's not there, right? Right? Okay. But that was my favorite part because I really do believe that the the massage, first of all, I was super jealous because I've never gotten that. Uh, but she did. And I, we kind of dove into that and what and what it meant for her. So it's really fun. Plus, there's some fun, ex- uh, some other sexual escapades within that episode that I think are definitely worth yeah. listening to. Well, let's, you know, as we're breaking down the chapters, really, I mean, that is uh, um, the total package of uh dying for sex is uh your friend molly uh you know really just trying to figure out who she is and what life oh right i mean that's really yeah i think sex was sort of the 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 entry point for her to figuring out who she was and what you'll learn when you're listening to this is yes it is two girlfriends talking about sexual escapades and what it was like for her to kind of jump on this for sort of joyride for herself but more than anything i think for her it was about reclaiming herself um tuning in with her body and making up for some lost time that i feel like when she was younger she didn't get which we get into in the later episodes and figuring out why the sex right like it's not a normal response for someone who's diagnosed with stage four breast cancer to say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the sex like that's that's gonna be what i'm gonna do let's first of all it's just not normally what happens when that medication hits your body usually it kind of knocks out your whole yeah Yeah. for her it just gave her this this desire and she she went for it and so it's really a, a, a it's not just about the sex it's really about sort of finding yourself and finding out what wounds you want to heal what but just what things you want to finish right and and Mm -hmm. experience um before you leave this earth which i think is also an interesting thing that it's everybody draws their line in the sand of what they think is important to them but until until you really have to deal with that terminal diagnosis which i hope doesn't happen to anybody but i you know it does but until you have to deal with that yourself you don't really know what you're going to do um in that situation so i think if we could stop judging and just sort of look at the whole experience that that molly had i think you can really kind of pull little parts of her story and use them for your own inspiration in your own life episode two adventures in dating uh that's when we start finding out uh you know exactly uh you know how much dating is going on yeah, uh, lots. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of yeah. men via Tinder, Instagram, Bumble. Um, I mean, I don't even know all the dating apps. I'm so boring. She, I don't know what she, they are. She put in some busy days. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, and, totally. And a nightcap. Yeah, episode two is fun. I think, you know, I'm trying to remember which episode is which, because for me, it's just my life with Molly, but I'm trying to figure out which episode. But I do believe that we reach out to one of the gentlemen that she had an experience with. Um, There is a a guy, it's actually the first guy that Molly sort of, uh, when she decided to leave her husband, she moved into an apartment that was actually very close to my house. And, uh, so all of her sexual journeys and escapades happened at these little bars and restaurants very near my house. So now when I drive by, I'm like, oh, that's where that happened. Oh, that's where that happened. Um, yeah. so Episode it, two is a Toyota guy. So, okay, yes. so 
yeah, Toyota guy is one of my favorite. We reached out to him and he was very open to talking with us. It's always interesting to get the other side of the story. So Molly's version yes, of the story was great, but Toyota guy was such a, a, a bonus because I didn't know what I was going to get when I picked up the phone and called a complete stranger <laughs> who, who hooked up with my friend three years ago. But it was, it, I think it's really worth listening to. And it's a good lesson. And they're always, you know, two versions to the story. And also, not to make assumptions about people, right? Like it, his story really kind of shines the light on the humanity of his own experience, which I think okay. is really interesting. Yeah. Episode three is a walk on the wild side. Oh uh, yeah. You, I'm sure you remember that. I do. How could I not? I'll never I, I forget the day she called me and said, so this guy just basically had me kick him in the nuts. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for what and so to find out the what and the how of that is really fun to listen to episode three and figuring out these it's that's where we get into sort of the kinks and the fetishes that these guys have and how they come to molly with them and what she got out of sort of pleasing them but also for her it was a a real sense of control i think a real like it was kind of powerful to be in charge of someone else's pleasure which is really interesting so that's episode, episode three. Yeah, episode four is coming clean, and that's actually I think one of my favorites. Um, but really, what did what, what did you like about uh, it? The fashion show. Yeah, uh, you know, going going back to New York and uh, being with mom and uh, yeah. her experience uh, at the fashion show was just uh, you know it was heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. Oh yeah. That's that's funny. That's exactly how it felt when I was there experiencing it with her. It was um, so Molly gets into so for those of you that haven't listened yet, Molly gets into a fashion show um, sponsored by a, this Cancerland and it's Metaviver. It's a, a medical company that's all about uh, stage four breast cancer and trying to find a cure. And so Cancerland does this beautiful fashion show with women that are either um, recovering or dealing with breast cancer. So imagine New York Fashion Week runway and there's women of all colors and shapes and sizes and some of them have breasts and some of them don't and they're all in lingerie sort of power walking down this runway. It was so amazing and powerful but Molly's experience was very layered yeah. and we dig into that and I think this is where the series takes a little bit of a turn where you start to really understand the humanity of Molly and why the sex was sort of her her healing device and her 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 way and I think once you yeah. get to episode four you really start to kind of settle into the series it's my favorite this, it's yeah, my this, favorite moment this is when uh, also when she uh, decides that uh She's going, it's, I'm going to, it's okay for people to know that I have Well, you know, it's, yes, yeah, exactly. For her, it was like, this is, because she kept her cancer very private for very many years because she didn't want to over-identify, yeah. Having been a, a, you know, that, you know, touched my life as well, everyone goes through that, right? It's that I'm keeping it to myself. We don't want people to look at me different. We don't want things to change. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, obviously a different time for everyone, but everyone does come to that conclusion. Like finally, you know, F it. I don't care. I have it. Get over it. Yeah. I think that that's where she hit. She hit. Yeah, you're right. Everybody's journey is different. Um, of course, the the interviewer in me is like, ooh, tell me more. Like, I kind of want to know about you. You know, like, I'm like, ooh, I want to know about that. Do you want to share with that or not really? Uh, it was my first wife. 
uh, and I've talked about it before on the podcast uh, for people who have listened to Chewing the Fat, and uh, it was a, it was a struggle, and you know, I yeah. mean, she, obviously uh, uh, that struggle ended with her passing away, my oldest son's mother, but uh, it was uh, you know it was definitely uh, that same. Um, point you know of, yeah. i'm not you yeah. know I, I don't want people to look at me different i don't want people to know i know it's going to do this and then you get like i said you get to that point where you know what tough i got it yeah yeah and i think everybody gets to their point in their own yeah. time and i think being the partner of someone going through that is probably really difficult and that's why a lot of people ask me about molly's husband and what the situation was like with with him and and even though you know he's been sort of uh, you know just a, a point of the story that we don't really dig into a ton like he's also had his own experience and also went through his right. own journey of being a caretaker and trying to figure out how to navigate things with his um with his wife who was going through this and so i always like to even though the story is not about him i always like to just acknowledge him sometimes because i know that this was not an easy journey for him and their relationship was very layered and very complicated right. but i mean which what marriage isn't right they're all layered and complicated <laughs> yes right that's, but, yeah um, that's what they are anyway. but um i was just wondering it's like yeah, I wonder. I, I didn't know when we released this podcast that that so many men would resonate with this, and honestly, men that have dealt with what you have, which is losing their loved one to cancer. I didn't realize how many single men would gravitate towards this podcast because of obviously the sex and the kink and the yeah. excitement, but also just I think we're all craving just beautiful human stories about the human experience and i'm just i was just blown away by all the all the men that gravitated towards this i was very pleased and very excited because i think molly all she wanted was her story to be told and for it to affect people and it really has so episode five is the love letter and uh now we're getting close to uh you know you go into your series knowing that you have six shows right so you have six episodes so you know going into five the love letter that we're getting close to the end both to Mm -hmm. the podcast and the story right right yeah the love letter is very uh every time i start this episode i just um because i know we're inching towards the end and the end of this journey and it's so beautiful and painful so bittersweet all at the same time but the love letter i I think one of my most favorite parts of this is that you really, really start to get Molly as a whole. Like you start to really, I mean, becoming a whole is episode six, but number five is the beginnings of that. You really start to understand what she's craving, what she wants, um, how she wants to navigate her own death. And I found that to be so empowering is that we we get to choose. We, We get to choose what we do with our time. We get to choose how we live our lives and we get to choose how we navigate Sometimes, if we're lucky enough, how we get to navigate our last few months with the people that we love. And episode five, for me, is the beginnings. Like, we plant the seeds of that. And that's that's my favorite part. Well, it comes full circle, right? I mean, uh, yeah. in the beginning, she, Molly was struggling. And it seemed like she wanted didn't want anything to do except for you, Nikki, her best friend. Uh, you know, didn't really want anything to do with anyone that she knew, right? I mean, that's why she was going through you know, every dating site known to man. And, uh, you know, we are hooking up with at breakfast, lunch and dinner and a nightcap. And by the end, we've come, you know, full circle, right? We're back to where we just, we want to be with the people that we love and know us. 
Right. And we want really intimate, connected relationships. And I think through her sexual escapades, she realizes that she really does want love and does want that. And I think the sex, going through the sexual journey allowed her to get to that point, right? She had to go through that to get to this. And I think finding that, I mean, that's what we all want really in life is just love, whatever it looks like. However, we get it. We just want that beautiful, just love. And I think, I don't know, I loved that part. So everyone will have their own, uh, you know, experience as you're listening to the podcast and you get to, uh, you know, the end of uh, number six, the conclusion episode. But this is with uh, uh, you and Molly, Nikki. But, you know, you're the tour director of the ride. So when we get to uh, when do we get the uh, chapters and the episodes about what was going on with you when Molly was going (laughs) was going doing what she was doing? Well, that is, thank you for asking that. I I think when Molly and I first started this project, um, our full intention was for there to be a season two, right? To get into that, we wanted to talk about where I was in my journey while she was going through this and kind of open it up to more of the friendship and um, kind of dig in a little deeper. But sadly, we did not get that experience. So we were really, we had lots of fun. We'd always say, oh, that's season two. We'll get into that in season two. And um, I think season one was exactly what it was supposed to be. And it ended in the most, I think, profound, beautiful way ever. And um, for those of you who haven't listened, um, there's one thing to, it's one thing for me to say, oh, listen to episode six, you'll really get a lot of of, of beauty and poignant messages through someone's sort of, sort of final days. It's another thing to really sort of just sit and listen to it. So if you think you know what you're getting into, I'd say just give it an opportunity and listen to it because I think it. Yeah, you got to really listen powerful. to them all. Don't 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 sell don't sell the the series short. Uh, exactly. don't, don't just jump in. Don't just dive into the pool. Exactly. Put your toe yeah, in. Yeah. Start with one, and then <laughs> by the time you're done, you'll be swimming in the pool. Don't just. I love it. Yeah, you'll be in. swimming in the pool. Yeah, yeah don't, don't just jump in. in. And we've all got time. Don't tell me you don't have six extra hours to sit and listen to a podcast. Thank you. I promise. Right. Thank you. Um, yeah, but episode six was just beautiful, and I think moving forward. Um, you know, Molly did write a book and I'm working on getting that published right now. Um, and she talks a lot about her book uh, through episode five and six that that was really, I mean, honestly, that was really what was kind of keeping her tethered to this world was finishing that book. So I'm doing my best to keep my promise. I think I will probably supplement the book a little bit with some of my own chapters, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some more stories to tell and I'm excited about where this is going to lead, but there's definitely, there's more out there that's coming. So how much, now the last Last episode, uh, it's been a, a year, right? Yeah. It's been a year is a, already? Wow. Yeah, it's been oh, just, I so, think, it's a week and a half of just being a year. Yeah, it's crazy. So you put this all together post-Molly moving on? Well, How we, it was during was the pro. Yeah, it was actually during, <laughs> during and after. It was. <laughs> wow. I know. Um, it was healing uh-huh. and in a way helpful at times because I really felt like after she had passed away, it was such a deep connection that I have with her. I get to hear her voice and work with her every day. But I have to say the day that episode six released, it was like open to the world to listen to. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, it felt like, ah, ooh, I'm getting emotional. It almost felt like she died all over again. Mm-hmm. But. So it was very healing, but also um, 
hard. It's been very difficult, but the the most prominent feeling I think is just I'm so proud of her. Like I just feel so filled up with her and even though she's not here, I feel so connected to her and so proud of her story and I don't think either of us ever thought it would turn into this and I think it's it's exactly how it was meant to be and Wondery who produced the podcast had so much to do with that of creating this beautiful well-rounded story about Molly and um, just uh, I filled with gratitude really so how much is made you know is laying around on the cutting room floor I mean are we going to get the uh, dying for sex outtakes <laughs> there you know what? It's funny. There was not a lot left on the cutting room floor. Oh, wow. we, okay. It's funny because we recorded, you know, disclosure, when we recorded these episodes, Molly was looking back. I don't think I realized how sick she was in the moment, right? Because it becomes your right. new normal. But during the podcast right. recordings, we would go to the studio and we'd have to pull over regularly because she would be so ill. And so the fact that she was stepping up and sitting in front of the mic and laughing and being funny, this was literally like the you know six months before she was confined to the hospital so it all happened very you know when people pass away it feels very slow in one respect right because it's day to day but at the other in the other part of you feels like it's happening so quickly because it's just in front of your face time's just rushing by but yeah i don't think i knew looking I don't think I knew how sick, really sick she was. I mean, I, of course I knew because I'm her best friend, but I don't think I realized where it was going and how how quickly it was going to go that way. So um, there wasn't left much left on the cutting room floor because we 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 didn't so have the had, opportunity to record as much as we would have yeah. liked. But the, the episode six where we record from her hospice bed, I think is some of the most powerful storytelling from her um, that I've ever heard, really. Agreed. Oh, so thank you. I, I started uh, I started this interview out with talking about, uh, you know, the question, uh, if you found out you were going to die today, what would you do differently? And of course, you know, we all know that the answer or should realize that the answer should be, well, nothing. I'm doing everything I want to do right now, right. which for most of us isn't true. Right. Uh, <laughs> have, have you are you living that way now or are you still struggling to reach that? Well, I'm a little bit closer because of her, I have to say. Um, Good. One thing that I think that we can all take from this is um, time. Like our relationship to time is so interesting. Like I'll get to that or we make a, you know, a list of things that we want to do that are really important right. and we always put them off. And so I think the underlying message for myself that I'm trying to still really implement to my day-to-day life and for everyone else is – what are you doing with the time you have left? Because as morbid as it sounds, we are all dying. We are right. all right. But so I guess to reframe, we just that don't is, have the, we just don't have the stamp of uh, one to two years, two to exactly. three months, eight months to twelve, whatever the case is. Right. And at the end of the day, I don't think Molly really even thought that she only had two to three years. I think she thought maybe you know five to ten or possibly fifteen. And and I I guess just still my, way my, out there. That's right, way, right. That, you can't see it from here. It's fine. Exactly. But I guess, what are you doing with the time you have left? So for me, it's about, it's not about the sex part. I mean, I, sex is great. I love it. But for me, it's about really connecting with people. It's about traveling and seeing, experiencing you know, other places. And so I, I just ask people in this moment, like, what, what is really important to you and what are you not okay 
uh, with leaving, but like what, what stone, all the stones should be turned, right? Like Mm -hmm. don't wait to get a terminal diagnosis to, to make that moment in your life where you say, oh my gosh, I want to do this. So just really get clear about what it is that makes you happy, make that list and do it. Like, for example, it's going to sound so frivolous and silly, but I love live music. I love it. But I never go to concerts. So I'm like this hypocrite walking around like, I love life. So I bought 10 tickets to different concerts. Now, I really kind of messed it up because this nobody expected the coronavirus to really stop, you know, right. you going from it. But I bought 10 different tickets to 10 different concerts for the next year and a half because why not? Like, what are you waiting for? So if there's something you want and there's something that's important, important to you, I say just, just go for it. Do it. If there's a relationship that's not working, get out of it. If there was a relationship that needs to be watered, then water it. Like, what are you waiting for? Go for it. Do it. Love it and live it. And along the way, it'll get messy. It's always messy, but be okay with that too. So how often, um, it's been uh, a year uh, since uh, since we lost Molly and, and obviously since, since you lost her, Nikki, how often have you gone to call her? Or gone to text her or said, Mm. left the house going, I'll just stop by. Um, That is (laughs) such a a good question. Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful question. I um, have her phone, which is interesting. Like it's next to my, right, right where I'm sitting, it's next to my bedside table and it's not working anymore, obviously, but I could still put my hand around her phone where her hands used to be. And I grab it every night and I just kind of hold it. Um, I used to call her, now I sound like a creepy stalker, but I used to call her voicemail just to hear her voice, but now it's not there anymore. Um, So it's very often that I say, oh, Molly, or there's an inside joke that nobody else will get that only she would get. But I have to say it's, it's really sad. I cry a lot, but I very much feel her with me. And I think that's because I got to be so present with her, sort of walking her to her last days. And that is such a gift. So for any of you out there that are caretakers and it gets ugly and messy and it's not pretty always, but just really try to be present with the person that you're with because it's such a gift to be able to be with someone during their last parts of their life it's one of the things i thought was uh i i I found um fascinating with uh the series is i thought a lot of what brought molly to the forefront was the uh best friend not being so not being judgmental on any of it just being there for her yeah uh that was great i mean thank you you just Busy patting oh, you on the that. back. So I love, uh, I love a good pat on the back. I will take it. <laughs> I had little moments of judgment, but overall, I really trusted her. Right? You just have to trust that someone's going to figure out their own journey and not try to control their own their own stuff. And she's just a really smart, intuitive person, so I did trust her. But there were moments where I was like, "Girl, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening?" But I just trusted oh, that God. it was part of her journey. So the podcast is dying for sex with uh nikki boyer and uh, her best friend molly uh nikki boyer.com you can go and uh, check yeah, out Nikki's thank you what's going on there uh thank you so much for thank you on chewing the fat i really appreciate it i enjoyed your work it was great i appreciate your time i love your beautiful open heart to listen to this podcast thank you for everything and if you want to know more about the show or more about molly's book you can all, uh, also follow me at nikki boyer and i'll keep you guys all posted and this is just such a wonderful show thank you so much for having me
Be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat uh, with Jeff Fisher. You can subscribe on any platform that warms the little inside of your hearts. And you can just choose one. It doesn't matter. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, just not SoundCloud. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat. You know, if you're struggling and you think, I don't know what platform I should use, just go to theblaze.com slash podcast, click on Chewing the Fat, and it'll come up with a plethora of podcasts that you can subscribe on, with platforms you can subscribe on. And just don't choose SoundCloud, okay? And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I mean, you're already busy subscribing. You might as well subscribe to that too, right? Oh, 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 oh,